This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Happy Monday to you and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Stream 680thefan.com. Click and watch and get that Fan Mobile app. Have you not gotten the Fan Mobile app yet? What are you doing? Listen, anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. You don't have to worry about the radio signal. Say if you're up in Athens. Just some advice there for you. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by our good friends at Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Hey, 50 bucks is 50 bucks, brother. More at DupreePlumbing.com. As we get the week started here today, DT, you rest up over the weekend? I did, actually, Buck, yes. Did you? You look well-rested. Yeah, it was, last week was, uh, I don't know if you remember, it felt like a long week. Pretty hectic, yeah. yeah. Felt like I had a very, very long, difficult week. And, and yes, it was much needed rest. Yeah, well, you made Same it for through you. it. We appreciate it. Good weekend Road for yourself. Gillespie in the house today. Looks like he got a haircut. Got that thing shining up today. All right, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. The Falcons let us down, dropping a winnable game at home against a team that had lost three in a row. Who cares? So disappointing. Who's to blame? Well, the head coach, his quarterback, and the front office who really are the decision makers here. Arthur Smith, as you know, made some questionable decisions like going for two with 12 minutes remaining in the game. And momentum got away from us at that point in time. Let the air out of the balloon. What's up with that? Desmond Ritter had three, count them, three second-half interceptions, two picks in the fourth quarter. That gets you beat. He also missed some open receivers and I believe fumbled uh, also, too. Yeah, that'll not exactly a winning performance out of Ritter. And can Art and Desmond speed up getting the play called and snapped without rushing through the process? Now, this is professional football. I expect to see it in high school, not in the National Football League. And please explain spiking the ball to stop the clock and then calling a timeout. Folks, this was an ugly loss. And you know what? Even when we win, it's an ugly win. Get used to it. This is Arthur Smith's football philosophy. Going to muddy it up. Knock them off the ball. We're going to be more physical than they are. Basically, when we can't run it effectively, it's going to be difficult to win. Check the Falcons' scoring average. A lousy. 16 points a game. 
29th in the National Football League. And that's ugly. And there's your big take. And that is sponsored by uh, Daco System Heating, Daco Systems Heating and Air. Today, uh, for your HVAC repair, contact locally owned daycare, uh, Daco Systems at DacoSystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one day at a time. Daco Systems Heating and Air. 770-618-9176. Call Dean Yarrington, the owner. He's got Tom, Brian, and Jacob all running the show for him there, and they are doing a great job. We appreciate them very much. All right, let's talk about the other big story of the day. As the uh, the big story there, obviously, to me, uh, should be to you in this part of the country, is Brock Bowers going down with an ankle injury for the Georgia Bulldogs up in Nashville over the weekend. Uh, left ankle, foot. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I was not there examining the foot, the ankle. X-rays were negative. And thank goodness Georgia has the week off heading into the Florida game down in Jacksonville. Will he be ready for the Gators down in Jacksonville? That is a big question. He'll get two weeks of resting, rehabbing, and uh, we'll have an opportunity to play, I guess, if it's not too significant. Or is this going to be a long-term thing? You're going to wait until he's 100% before you get him back in there? Because if you're going to do that, I'm guessing he's going to miss that Gator game in Jacksonville. We'll miss Missouri. Maybe they try to target the final three weeks of the season where you got Ole Miss at home, you got Tennessee on the road, and then you take on Georgia Tech. Go into the SEC title game and hopefully the college football playoffs. Can they get by without him for a longer period of time? Missing the Gators, missing Missouri. George on to Kirby, they got this next man up philosophy, and when you recruit like Kirby and his staff do, you can go with that philosophy. Next man up, because the next man up is typically another five-star player. If I'm Oscar Delph. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Not that you wish harm to Brock Bowers, but it's the reality. It is what it is. Oscar Delph is the next man up. And he is a similar, he has a similar skill set to Brock Bowers. Doesn't run as fast as Brock does, but he's an excellent receiver. Can make people miss. Should be a big part of the passing attack. And then Lawson Lucky, hadn't had a chance to really see him. I saw him in high school, just like Oscar Delph, and I was totally impressed with what Lucky did at Norcross, and he should get an opportunity to play too. Got roughly around 10 snaps against Vanderbilt. Now, neither one of those guys at this point in time in their career are difference makers, impact guys like Brock Bowers is. So who would Mike Bobo feature moving forward? With Bowers out of the lineup. Well, I would imagine you got Lad McConkey you want to get the ball to a little more. You're going to depend on McConkey. Why is that? Because he's a big play guy and he has a history of making plays. And apparently his back is feeling a lot better these days. So I would imagine Bobo would feature Lad McConkey a little bit more. And then you got Dom Lovett who took over up in Nashville as far as the leading receiver goes. 
And I would think you, you might want to try to get Arian Smith involved again. I mean, he just totally disappeared. So big, big uh, question marks surrounding Brock Bowers. He's certainly knocked out of the Heisman talk race at this point in time. Not that he was ever going to win it. But won't have the stats. He's going to miss a few games to warrant talking about him being up in New York at the end of the season. So the go-to guy is down, Georgia offensively. Who do the Bulldogs go to when they need a first down or when they need a big play or when the game's hanging in the balance? They're going to have to get that figured out. And hopefully Brock Bowers won't be out too long. What do you think, DT? Just watching what happened there, limping off the field. Were you thinking, okay, he's he's going to be out for a, a number of weeks here, or is I, this going to be a quick turnaround? Honestly, just initially watching the play, I didn't see that the ankle kind of get turned up underneath the defender. Well, that the guy defender. fell on his yeah, foot, and, and then, then he, he realized, twisted over the top. Then you realize, yeah, it looked a lot worse than initially thought. And, of course, you see Brock pounding a... Pounding on the turf in frustration. So he, I think he knew it was at least a sprain. There's some reports. I know Graham Coffey had, was the first one talking about. Some suggest doctor, one doctor apparently. This Who is just Coffey? one more Graham Coffey. Uh, uh, I think, I think that was correct. Um, talking about, yeah, one doctor maybe has suggested the, the, uh, the tightrope surgery if it is a high ankle sprain. We'll see though. Yeah. Well, Still Kirby waiting. felt like it was a low. Yeah. And then it sounds like, you know, when they start talking about the foot, now you've got a deeper problem, I believe. Yeah, it sounds like they're still waiting more tests. Have you ever had a uh, sprained foot? I don't believe. They tried to walk around and jump around on that? Yeah, that doesn't sound very, very good, especially for a guy as physical as Brock Bowers. So, obviously, as you mentioned, great time for the off week. It sounds like if, if, if the tightrope surgery is an option, it sounds like he still would be back potentially for an SEC championship game. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully it is that just... That is the worst-case scenario. Yeah, right? absolutely. Again, like you said, hopefully it's just a, a run-of-the-mill sprain and a little bit of time off, and we'll see Brock, uh, Brock soon. Then you got Xavier Trust, too, who left the game at right tackle. He's got an injury. And Monroe Freeling went in there and took 47 snaps. Mims is already out. Now you got Trust this among the walking wounded. So Georgia was some... Number one, Georgia with a few issues. They've got to work their way through. All right, coming back on the other side, got good news for your Falcons fans. But look, only if the front office listens. I have that for you next. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Thanks for hanging on during the break. 
Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Getting this week started with some bad news. Falcons lose and Brock Bowers injured. My goodness. Can't we start the week a little bit better than that? Hey, you can listen to 680 multiple ways. 680 AM, 93.7 FM. Streaming at 680 The Fan. Get the Fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. Get the shades on. We're going to the club. Shades on in the club. Look, I know it's early on a Monday morning. And I know some of you are game. Get the shades on. Let's go to that quarterback club. We got some talking to do. Shades on in the club. And this relates to our Atlanta Falcons. Heads up. If you're not satisfied with what Ritter's doing, and I know you're you're looking around. I know you are. 2024 NFL Draft featuring 10 to 12 quality quarterbacks. This is a deep quarterback draft. Who cares? Regardless if you're drafting in the top 10, or in the middle of the draft, which I'm expecting to see where the Falcons, they're going to be somewhere in the middle. 13 to 23, somewhere in the middle there. Which is good news when you've got 8 to 10 quarterbacks or 10 to 12 that have the skill set to play in the National Football League. So it's a good year for an organization looking for a quarterback. Now, look, I'm not saying we're going to tank and get Caleb Williams. Because he's going to go number one. Shades on in the club. And he is something special. There's no doubt about it. He creates, go off platforms, got that big playability. He's efficient, skilled, and talented. He'll be the number one player taken in the draft. Then you got Drake May at North Carolina. A lot of people loving on him. He's got the Tar Heels looking good. 6'4", 220, arm talent. Polished passer, Drake Mays, going to go in the top five. I don't expect us to have an opportunity to take him. How about Shadour Sanders? Prime son. Now, I believe Prime's expecting Shadour to come back and play next season at Colorado. But I'll tell you what, he's got pocket skills. He's got the intangibles. Knows how to play the position. Keep an eye on Sanders. Just saying, he'd be a good fit here in Atlanta. J.J. McCarthy up at Michigan, big arm, mobile, playing under control, really developed into an elite quarterback. He's gotten the measurables, too, if if your team is obsessed with that. J.J. McCarthy would be a guy available, I would imagine, somewhere around 15. Michael Penix out there at UW got him a big win over Oregon. Now, he's got some medical issues. Had two knees and a shoulder. So they're going to be prodding on him during the physical part of the lead into the draft. But he's a pure passer. You're talking about a perfect spiral every time. I'm really impressed with Penix. Then you got another grouping of quarterbacks. You got Bo Nix. Man, he's got the experience, right? Dynamic, big play skills. Keep an eye on Bo. Shades on in the club. Jordan Travis down at Florida State. Now he's undersized. 6'1 in cleats. 200 pounds soaking wet, but he's got some ball skills. Riley Leonard at Duke is another one that 
is running up the draft boards. How about Jaden Daniels? At LSU, developed into a complete quarterback. He's got an elite skill set. Quinn Ewers has got some upside. Spencer Rattler is going to get some love from somebody. Somebody's going to jump on him. So if you're the Falcons and you're disillusioned, what Desmond Ritter's bringing to the table, know this, the 24 draft loaded up. A deep and talented class of quarterbacks. Now, the Falcons won't be the only team looking for a QB. You got the Titans, Saints, Falcons, Patriots, Broncos, Bears, Commanders, Cardinals, Vikings, Rams, Buccaneers. Again, it's a good year to be looking for a QB. And there's the club. I know it was asking a lot on a, early on a Monday morning to go to the club. Shades on in the club. Probably there all weekend long. Getting, you, getting little, your groove on. A little sunshine out there, so it's easier to have the shades on, you know. But I know it gets dark in the quarterback club sometimes. Yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't dark. I mean, if you're a quarterback kind of guy, then you're going to love the upcoming draft. I just wonder if the Falcons are going to be paying attention. Yeah, wonder about that. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Is it time? DT, is it time? That's what the guy said. I'm supposed to do what the big man, what the big voice says. But right, he, called for, he called for a top five. So yeah, and everybody's doing it, man. I see Herb Street is releasing his top five on a Sunday night. I bet Stetson's boy uh, Clat. I'm not a big fan of Clat. Thing Hudson is. Everybody seems to have him a top five. So we're playing into it, man. Into week number eight. Here's my top five. I continue to have Florida State, the Seminoles, number one. They blew out Syracuse, dominated. Defense has allowed uh, one touchdown in the last three games, one touchdown a game over their last three games. Offense is skilled and balanced. I like what FSU's done. They've won some big games, and they continue to rock and roll. Seminoles stay at one. I've got Georgia at two. Maybe just a little step back from where they were or have been the last two seasons, but they laid it on Vanderbilt, totally dominated those boys. As uh, Georgia checks in at number two this week, hopefully that pleases some of the folks out there. I'm getting some hate mail saying, why don't you have Georgia number one? I'm trying to keep it real. I got Michigan three. They slaughtered Indiana. Played a complete game. But, you know, they hadn't played anybody. They hadn't beat anybody. They have yet to be challenged. I'm going to penalize them for that. Got the Wolverines three. Oklahoma took the week off. They stay at four. And I think Penn State has impressed me a little more than Ohio State so far this season. Penn State blew out UMass. But, look, 680, the fan team would have blown out UMass. Penn State, though, looks good in all three phases. 
Offense, defense, special teams. They are a well-coached team. And I like their quarterback a little more than Ohio State's. Under consideration, Ohio State and Washington. So this week, uh, top five, number one, Florida State. Number two, Georgia. Three, Michigan. Four, Oklahoma. And then five, Penn State. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. 404-231-1680, the number. You want to jump in here and be a part of the show. You got a problem with that top five, Road Dog? Are you one of the ones upset that I don't have Georgia number one? Well, I live by the theory of to be the man, you got to beat the man, and nobody's beating Georgia. So, yeah, I'm a little upset that you don't have Georgia on uh, number one until, until they get taken down. Because I'm a Georgia guy. You are. You're supposed to be. And, but I also wonder if you're putting number Penn State at five over Ohio State is a little bit of a preview for what a pick could be later this week when we get yeah. to Friday and we got that showdown going down this weekend, Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, and we got a rule on this show. We're not like picking uh, when we do the picks on Friday. We're doing games that matter. Exactly. I, I, there's other shows. They do like games you never even knew were in the I mean, uh, Finn was, was taking UNLV this past weekend. And then take the game. Don't take the uh, the yeah, over-under over of the yeah. points. I mean, what's going on with that? First half points. The money line. <laughs> yeah, just so let's pick. We're going to pick the big games on this show. I got to make my paper. That's why you keep it real here on the Bug Yeah, show. that's what we're doing, man. We're keeping it real, brother. We're trying to. Yes, sir, Ray. That's the deal. By the way, on the picks, I'm right now, uh, I've got the Monday night game tonight. I got the Cowboys minus two. And that will finish out the three picks we give you on Friday. And right Pay now. Pay that man his money. I had Tennessee minus the three, the uh, volunteers, that is, and they covered, winning 20 to 13. So that was a winner. Now I took Oregon plus the three, so I pushed on that one. What is Dan Lanning doing? Man, some of these coaches, man, you wonder what some of these decisions they're making? I mean, what the heck's going on? Man, he had an opportunity at the end of that half to get three points, and he went for four, He went for six instead of three. I bet he wishes he had those three after missing the six. Don't you just know it? Now, those teams, uh, they'll be facing each other again in that Pac-12 title game. That's what we're going to do. We got time for a call? Yeah, Gil joins us on the fan, Buck Belushi Show. Hello, Gil. Yes, hi, Buck. I'd like to talk about the Braves and their culture. Are you over I it feel, yet? Well, yeah, not really, but I'm really uh, sort of been angry for a while because I felt that by getting rid of uh, Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson, yeah. they really hurt themselves. And I believe yeah. that AA fell in line with uh, Ronald Acuna because we all know that Acuna and Freddie did not get along. Yeah. And I think that he was wrong in, you know, getting, you know, letting both of them go. Yeah, we appreciate you listening. And thanks for calling in today. I think those were money problems. 
money decisions, and that was above Double A's head. They've got a budget, you know. I mean, Double A just can't go out there with an open checkbook and write these big checks and answer to nobody. There's a payroll limit, and that's what got them when it came to Freeman and Swanson. And to me, what really hurt was the fact that those two guys were really the voices in that locker room. They were the leaders in that clubhouse, and I think they did miss that. I mean, those two guys weren't afraid to speak on behalf of the team. Now, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I think they missed some of that this year. When they needed somebody to step up and, you know, read the riot act, they they were looking around the room saying, okay, who's going to do it? All right, let's get to the roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 24, not like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We're going to hang out, hand out a game ball for that one over Vanderbilt. And it's going to Dajan Edwards. 20 carries, 146 yards. Let me do the math for you. Over seven yards a carry. Had one catch, so 21 touches in the game for over 150 yards. His most productive game as a running back at the University of Georgia. And I believe this is the most since DeAndre Swift had a big game a few years ago. It's been a few years since the running back has done what Edwards did on Saturday up in Nashville. And you know what he brings to the table is something that's necessary for this particular team. He brings a toughness to this dog's offense that helps lift the unit. I mean, he's a rugged runner. When you see Edwards running the football, and I saw him play in high school and have really admired the job that he's done at Georgia, I think of one thing, yards after contact. The first guy is typically not getting Edwards on the ground. He's going to run through somebody, run through arm tackles. He's going to get some additional yardage even after contact, and I love that about him. I'll tell you what else I like about Edwards. He came to Georgia and was not much of a receiver out of the backfield, and he has totally worked on that aspect of his game. It's no longer a weakness. They can get him the ball in the passing attack, and he can do some damage. And here's something else I love about him. Did you, have you noticed that knee brace he's been wearing? He played right through that knee sprain, now, how many running backs that you know are going to do that? I don't. I, I think we could count them on one hand. I mean, dude had that. They said, "Put on the knee brace." I'm playing through the knee sprain, and thank goodness for that, because it seems like all those other running backs Georgia has in that running back room, they have not been like that. They've been over there on the sideline wearing the street clothes. They aren't, they aren't dressing out, playing ball. Dajan Edwards, you're tough. And that, that elevates this team, especially on offense. That is an ingredient that any team in the game of football at any level needs a guy like this. 
that you can count on from week to week. And also, I've got a message to what it seems to be a portion of the Georgia fans that they continue to be uh, dissatisfied with the performance of the team, uh, critical with the way this team goes out and plays on Saturday. And I want you to know one thing. You folks that are dissatisfied with what you've seen, know this. You look and you sound ridiculous. And I know what the fan stands for. It stands for fanatic. But you look and you sound ridiculous. You are unable to be joyful about anything, I would imagine. Turd, if, I can say that. If you can't right. enjoy what George is doing right now, I'm guessing there's nothing in life that can make you happy. George has won 24 games in a row. They've tied our, and I say our because I was there at the time, the record of 23 straight SEC wins from 1980 to 1983. They've tied that. They've won 34 straight regular season games. And you're unhappy? You look and you sound ridiculous. Buck, some of these fans have developed a very warped view of how college football is supposed to work, and it really didn't take that long over yeah, these last few years. You're supposed to win years. 75 to Apparently nothing every so. week. I, I heard a discussion about the, quote, escape from Vanderbilt, and I had to address not only did you not escape that game you had to, it was a three point it was a three score game Look, you dominated most, of, most of the second half and people still find ways to be unhappy i admit i expected them to win by more uh, against a lower Vanderbilt team, yeah. but they won a conference game on the road, and they were up by three scores the entire second well, half. I think you scored on, what, seven of eight percent? Uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they, they made a few mistakes. So but you, you busted a coverage it, early in the game that gave up a score, and then late in the game you had a pick that also almost was a pick six. And besides that, what did Vandy get, like six points? So uh, Georgia dominated the game. Uh, if you look at the scoreboard, maybe these folks that are – being uh, critical, uh, don't really watch the game, or they can't, uh, they don't understand the game. I just know this: all that complaining makes those people bad fans, and that's my message. That to that group of it's people. just surprising to me how quickly the the fan base has turned into anything less than. I mean, spoiled you know, running by thirty five is is unacceptable. It just kind of blows my mind, honestly. Hey, let's hear from Kirby Smart. He said uh, after the ball game up there that now the uh, media access was done under the tent. How embarrassing was that? And again, the SEC cuts a check to every one of the members of the SEC at the end of the season. Cuts them a check for uh, millions and millions, hundreds, uh, uh, tens of uh, thousands of million dollars. That's why they had that nice fancy tent out there, Buck. Where is the money going at Vanderbilt? I need to know. Where's the money going? Because it's not going to the football program. This is an embarrassment. And you know what? It is true. Georgia did play down to the atmosphere and the competition on Saturday, and they still dominated the game. Quit complaining. Try to enjoy this. You're in the middle of a great run. It just sounds ridiculous. Hey, the green card is uh, almost gone, man. We're trying to help you out here. Got six of the area's best courses for one low price of $199. Six rounds of golf with a cart for less than 200 You kidding me? Enjoy rounds at Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Valley, Sequoia National, which is uh, beautiful, by the way, Wolf Creek, 
That's a $470 value, man. There are only a few of these left. They're going to sell out soon. Be one of the ones that plays it smart, save money, play golf. Cards on sale now at 680thefan.com. You, you stunned that they're still available? I know I am. All right, we got a little Braves talk as we wrap up this edition of the Buck Blue Show. We got that next. Listening to uh, BB here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Show here on the fan 680 and 937 Monday through Friday 10 to 11. And if you miss it, you can check it out the show podcast. So uh, you don't have to be here. You can have that appointment between 10 and 11 and still catch the show later. When you get that opportunity, uh, Falcons are losing yesterday. Man, that hurt. That was no fun at all. Arthur Smith, uh, Desmond Ritter, the front office. If you're looking for somebody to blame, that's what I'm blaming. And what do you, you probably, you might be thinking, okay, Baloo, the front office, what do you, well, who do you think hired the head coach? We're going counterculture here in Atlanta. Everybody in the NFL basically throwing that ball 40 times a game except us. Even though we almost hit that 40 spot this week, didn't we? What did he throw it, 39 times? Uh, no, Buck. Try it 47, 47 pass attempts for yeah, Des 47. Ritter. I imagine that We're wasn't not built that way. I don't imagine that was the game plan. Times. Yeah. We're just not built that way. We're built to run it. And there lies the problem. Let's hear from Arthur, though. After the game, he talked about, well, the problem, we turned that ball over. We've had our chances. Like I said, i got to take advantage of the opportunities. we got to find, you know, turn the ball over. We've turned it over too much lately. We're making an order on ourselves. Like I said, you can find a lot of ways to excuse and make excuses and rationalize. But the bottom line is we didn't, we didn't win the game. We didn't get the job done. Washington did. Yeah, and he's pointing the finger at his quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Interception, fumble, missed receiver. Let's hear from Ritter talking about that interception in the back of the end zone. Yeah, it's third down there. Um, obviously, you know, trying to make a play. Um, you know, we got a miscommunication between myself and Drake. Obviously, just try to give him a chance. Drake turned, you know, one way, I threw it the other. Uh, it's just a miscommunication. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you look back at the end of it, you wish you would have. Because uh, I was also hot in the pressure, so I was just trying to get it up. Um, that's one, you know, we're going to go back, go learn from, um, and, you know, figure out a way to be better. Oh, yeah, there's nothing going on. We, we'll get this straightened out. We're going to run the table. Good grief. Hey, wanted to mention the Braves here before we get out of here today as the Braves move into the offseason and start looking to build and hopefully improve this team going into next season. 
And I think the one spot as far as the positions go that I'm looking for the Braves to make a move and, and change things up would be left field. Eddie Money Rosario. Team option of $9 million. And I would say no to that. Yeah, let's uh, double A, no team option for Eddie Money, please. That is way too much money for a guy that plays some really suspect defense. Every time he's in the game and they hit the ball to left field, I'm holding my breath. And then he's 32 years old now. Looks like to me he's in, he's in decline. So you're going to overpay for a guy in decline? Way too expensive to be a role player. You know, a guy that you're going to pinch hit or a guy that you're going to start against right-handed pitching. Who would I get? Well, it's a little early for that. I just know I'd be looking for alternatives to Rosario out in left field. Maybe Charlie Blackman? How much would he cost? Solaire? Put another big bat in the lineup? Michael Conforto, I wonder if the Mets, you know, you're not sure you want to bring some Mets player in. Maybe he's shaking that off by now. But that is the one spot. Now, look, I, they're going to address the pitching. Got to hit a veteran starter, bring one of those in. I'm expecting Morton to retire. And you got to rebuild that bullpen. But left field is the only spot position-wise they're looking to uh, – or have a, a chance to to change things up. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Hey, Braden and I, my oldest son, we had a quick trip Saturday to Birmingham to see Furman take on Samford in a Southern Conference showdown. Man, it was fun seeing the hatch attack. They threw it 48 times. And very efficiently, too. Paladins, now, they, the hatch attack, they're built to throw it. Uh, the Falcons are built to run it, and they're still, they, they tried to throw it because they couldn't run it. No, they're looking to throw it with Chris Hatcher over there at Samford. Uh, Furman were a t- top five coming into, the, uh, coming into the game, and they won 27-21. Moved up to number four this week in the FC, FCS rankings. And you know what it was? It was a reminder to me how much I, I love the game of football. Whether it's, you know, big-time NFL, big-time college football, but FCS, I coached at the smaller level at Valdosta State, quarterbacks and receivers for a couple of years, really uh, love that opportunity, love the high school game. Man, it was fun being there checking things out. That was fun. You might want to do that. That's going to do it for my show. I got Nick and Chris coming up next. Appreciate you hanging out. We'll do it again tomorrow. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. 
It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.